Where life begins. begins. Trying to get them to pick that up as a jingle. We are at the Agora and we are in sunny Brighton. You can't see this on the podcast or even on the channel, but there's beautiful. A big block of council flats. uh, Oh, yeah, sorry, sunny beach. And there's the pier and there's the the friendly seagulls that don't steal your food. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be our our podcast and our channel, and we are going to talk about. All things... Transgender. FTM. But we'll have various gender benders on. Like I don't know whether we should say that word. Why? Gender benders. Why? Somebody's going to get offended. Are they? I, I think if, if we're at risk of offending people, then we better just sit here in silence for half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, parental advisory. <laughs> so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about coming out. We thought that would be the best thing to start with because that's start at the very beginning very that's where the journey start. starts that is where the journey starts oh um, burp tongue. <laughs> oh yeah it's well gonna be too hot oh mate great start <laughs> okay so how are we gonna talk about coming out you're gonna tell tell the people the inquiring mind you're coming out story yeah you want to go you came out before well, me so you have to go first we used to call being transgender burger king issues do you remember I do remember. And this was because we... <laughs> I was there. Yeah. I came out to Satch sort of first, but not really. I was drunk and we were in Burger King and we were sat. I'd already been a dickhead to a lot of people. Are we allowed to swear? I'd already said parental advisory, so... Oh, I've been a dickhead to a lot of people in Burger King. I'm pretty sure I jumped the queue. I was... I mean, dickhead's to... pretty light, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost a compliment. Yeah. Um, and... We were sat there and I was really drunk wearing a little black dress with me long hair and me mascara done up. What's the thing that drag Freaks queens say? Like my, my face was beat, <laughs> as one may say. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, older than him, so he just educates me on these millennial terms. And I was like, Satch, do you know what? I feel a bit male. A bit male? Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember because I was cunted. Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? <laughs> Worried about the kid. <laughs> um, I mean, very drunk. Why are we allowed? It's our thing. We can oh, say yeah. what we want. Well, uh, yeah. But, <laughs> and freedom of speech. But and then so I was just like, yeah, I feel like this, and it was a long time before I actually did come out. But more and more people started to, I started to tell more and more people that I felt very different from the image I was putting out. And then yeah, because you were like super feminine, almost overcompensating. Yeah, I wanted to be attractive, and I thought that was the only way. I wanted to be liked by girls and anyone. I want. You just wanted. This is like everything in your life. You just want to pull girls, and that everything comes back to that. (laughs) Hence, wearing even this. That's the only purpose. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is to get my arts and crafts career on. Getting getting that, get the ball rolling on that. The cotton, the knitting ball. I don't know. Uh, and no, you had like long straight hair. You had you wore like fuck ton of eyeliner and yeah. and you had. I had a blonde bit in my hair, bit of blonde highlights. Oh, yeah. yeah, streak. Yeah, I had a streak like storm, except less cool, more like bit of bit of a drizzle, <laughs> not a storm. <laughs> bit of a drizzle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then 
I went to counselling and talked to someone about it a lot, even though that wasn't Where their field. Where did you go? Where did you go counselling? Somewhere in Brighton through the NHS. So that probably took about a year just to get counselling. <laughs> what, <laughs> um, what did the counsellor say? Like, I remember them advice? saying to me, um, every week we talk, We have another person that's higher up than us that we talk about. Um, we talk about one of the people that we're struggling with because we don't know what to say and they talk to their higher ups about it and she was like, you are that person every week because I don't know what to say to you because you look like this. Um, oh, so like you were coming in saying stuff and then she was saying that she didn't know how to kind of help you so she was asking her supervisor how to... Help me, yeah, because she was confused. I was definitely confused. But one of the main things that I felt, you know, made me come out to the point where I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, sort of venture into transitioning physically, socially, was um, just my dad asking me what I talked about in counselling. And I just thought, and it was like an indirect way of coming out. Was this like on the phone or Facebook? Yeah, this was on the phone because I I don't go to Leeds. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, (laughs) I'm like, don't you know this? Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then I'd already said to a few people, because I got drunk a lot and I'd say a lot of things. So I'd been like, I feel like a boy. And uh, (laughs) and then, yeah, so I said, so I rang my dad and he was like, what do you talk about in counselling? And I was like, a lot of the time we talk about how I feel like I should have been born male and I wasn't. And... But my coming out story is sort of different because my dad already had gone through it with my sister. She's trans as well. I was going to say that. So, so yeah. it was a lot easier for me to come out. Because she kind of paved it. Yeah, bit. in a way, yeah, in a sense. Because And I knew that it was a struggle for my dad, I think, for many different ways. I think he wanted a son that would be really masculine, whereas yeah. my sister wasn't that. She liked to play with dolls and do all the girl you know, girl stereotypical things. Didn't you? Always. <laughs> um, and yeah, and then I came out and then I decided, well, I couldn't handle life living in what I thought was the in-between. I wanted to either look really masculine or really feminine. I hated the fact that I could potentially be in between, which is what is necessary sometimes yeah. for physical transition. Like non-binary. Yeah. Um, but from my personal experience, I felt like I had to... I just stayed indoors and it was awful. So when someone says to you, what's your coming out story? Or like, when did you come out? How did you come out? Do you think of when you told the first person, when you told your dad, or when you told like the public, like social media or whatever? Because like, it's not, it's not yeah, ever just one instance. Like yeah. you, 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 you're coming out for the rest of your life, yeah. everyone you meet or whatever. I came out as bi, I came out as... Um, a lesbian I came out as uh, yeah trans I never went through so you come you come out three times technically like technically yeah and well I, I think I came out after being trans as bi as well because I oh, so you come out four times really in a sense like I think yeah I felt I said I was bi even though I just wanted girls when I you know appeared to be feminine mm-hmm. like and then and then I came out as trans and then when I was trans I sort of had feelings or not feelings I started getting with lads and then so I called myself by again even though yeah so I've been through a lot you've run out of ways to come out now. yeah like, maybe it's just like obsessed with coming out <laughs> just live like, for this is out. me <laughs> every day <laughs> like, this is the new me it's like greatest showman <laughs> this is me <laughs> oh, man. um 
So wait, yeah. no, wait. Do, so do you think of coming out as like when you came out to your family, or when you came out to the first person, or when you came out like pub publicly? I think when I think of coming out, I think of me sat in my flat talking to Mitch, crying, and then one by one, for some strange reason, every one of my housemates checked on me mm. and they all just ended up in Mitch's tiny little room with me crying saying I felt male I'd already been um we were we did like a, a road trip to our friend's house and then on the way back I just I remember looking in the car reflective mirror thing and was like I can't do this anymore literally can you believe I have a license I'm like <laughs> what's that big circle thing at the front of oh, wheel that's it <laughs> Um, <laughs> anyway, oh, but yeah, I, that is what I, well, that's the pivotal change where I think for that me day, coming out was, like, I know I'm going to do this. Yeah. Whereas like I did go through a phase of saying. So it's almost coming out to yourself more than anyone Yeah, else. it was more of a. saying to yourself, right, this is it. Like, yeah, yeah, more of like a, I'm going to pursue transition was coming out for me because I think a lot of people knew that I felt male, but I didn't, you know, sort of do anything about it yeah i just kind of um kept it in even though i was saying it to people like i feel male but i wear girls clothes you know yeah which in brighton is you know what people do yeah and then what happened? yeah and then i went home and i hated my life a lot i was very depressed i never really left i remember when i when i and i was just waiting leave the house yeah about a year i didn't leave the house so I'm so societally inept. <laughs> and then you came to New York with me. And then the first thing I did once I had sur top surgery was come out uh, to New York. <laughs> Just me coming out. Coming out again. Yeah, come Every out. Time you go on holiday, yeah, I'm coming I, out. I came out of the UK. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. Oh. What about you? What about your... What kind of... When did you start noticing things were different? Um, I think I've... I think I've always known, like, I've always presented as quite male anyway. Like, I was always, like, massive tomboy, wore, had my hair cut short when I was a kid, would fight with my mum when we went shopping for boys' clothes, and she was trying to just kind of... What about this? Yeah, nice what about this with a bow on it? Yeah. I'm like, no, I want that orange polo shirt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a specific <laughs> experience. Know, specific trauma. Um, yeah. You can't look at orange polo shirts anymore no, in the no, same way. I can't even look at fucking tangerines or anything. Just orange. Orange throws me off. Um, <laughs> Don't go to Leeds then. All the girls are tangerines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not talking about anyone in specific. Love you, Leeds. Love, love you, Leeds, Leeds girls. Yeah. Don't rule out any <laughs> love girls. Love my Leeds, all about girls, remember. <laughs> um, yeah, and then, I don't know. I, I come from quite a religious background and I told my... I remember telling my dad when I was 15 that I was bi and I wasn't and I knew I wasn't like just and it's like easing them into it obviously sexuality and gender are completely different but just in terms of coming out that was a coming out then later on uh, told them I was gay I guess I think that's when I was very drunk and I told them that I'd had a secret girlfriend for five months um, secret girlfriend yeah, I love secret it secret girlfriend yeah oh the drama was just coming around for regular sleepovers <laughs> regular sleepovers <laughs> um, and then and then coming out as as trans was completely I think I came out to them and then about a year later came out to them again and said right I'm, I'm doing I'm this I'm doing this now yeah. I'm coming out publicly I'm changing my name 
I'm 10. And you were about 24 at this point. Or 25. 24, 25, yeah. I'm doing my new pronouns. I'm using the men's bathrooms because it's part of like, I've been going to the gender clinic and stuff and they won't, they wouldn't let me have top surgery or they won't, they won't give you treatment until you've made the social changes, right? So Yeah, for uh, NHS, for our UK viewers, listeners, um, people. <laughs> uh, we are a global show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Episode one. Sorry, our listeners in Antigua, you might not get this just yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Antigua, but, I think it's Antigua. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> Christine Ante- well, Antigualera. <laughs> Christine Antigualera. Um, That's like a really dodgy drag queen. Right. <laughs> anyway. Not to be confused with Drizzle, my uh, X-Men drag act. That I'm... <laughs> the yellow street. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they require you, the NHS require you to be, I think it's, you have to have socially transitioned for a year and it's got to be well documented, which is yeah, a bit of a have, piss take, to, to be honest. You have lived in your, your true gender. Desired gender role. Desired gender, yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot of things wrong with that sentence, but that's a whole other episode, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, you have to, for, for a year, and that, and that is like, that is what I'm saying, like changing your name by Deepol. Um, telling it like coming out to everyone telling them your new pronouns like wearing male like living as a man basically yeah. for a year before you can have any sort of medical treatment so that's that's what I did I did that for a year I told my mum blah 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 this that the other and then I think I don't like I don't I didn't have a trans sister that came out before me no like I don't, my parents barely knew anything about someone they definitely didn't know anyone transgender or know much about it at all so my mum was just super scared and worried and upset and like yeah it's really hard for trans people to hear sometimes but I think that a lot of families that have a transgender person in their family are um, feel some sort of like grieving mourning period over like the loss of a daughter or son um, which is sad for trans people to hear because they're like no i'm more i've always been me yeah i'm just sort of showing me more or saying to people how i want to be seen and i think that it can be quite a like conflicting time for families and i think they get over that eventually when they yeah when you see a, a trans person transition and how happy go, they go become. from being out of gear into fifth gear in terms of all areas of your life like from walking across a room to your career to your friendships and relationships and everything like that, when they see that you are thriving and happy and just fucking glowing in comparison to like the ghost you were before, yeah, and it's like you just you can't you can't deny it anymore. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. After you came out, did you find that you were being treated differently in any way? Like in what way? Like what do you mean? So you've just come out. You've put on Facebook and um, say maybe somebody misgenders you and you correct them, what's their reaction to that? Yeah, maybe I mean, just someone from hard, uni. I think that's the hardest bit. Like, the, the, the part between coming out and when you are at a point of transition where you're not being misgendered as much, that's like, that's hard as fuck. Yeah. Like, that's, it's, I don't know if it's more or less or the same 
as like before you've come out when you're just dying in dysphoria and you haven't done anything about it and now you like there's a certain amount of each stage of transition social changes included there's a certain amount of novelty and it's like great I feel great that I'm being myself and I've come out now as a man and then it's like great some people are calling me by my new name yeah and that gives you a little bit of like a yeah and using the men's bathrooms and and like being some people calling you by your right pronouns and that's great for a while and then it satisfies you enough it gets to this point where you just start getting pissed off that people the rest of the world aren't doing it yeah Yeah. then it wears off and then and then you're at this point where you need testosterone yeah surgery and stuff yeah well i even have that now as a person that doesn't go back to my hometown all too often i think that is that because them tangerine girls yeah i just can't because i just didn't never i always forget my sunglasses so i can't (laughs) just everyone's too bright and orange no i'm kidding i'm kidding leads people you're Leeds. I was going to say, I've great. never been to Leeds, so we'll go and do an episode from um, Leeds. Well, listen to this story and then see if you want to go. <laughs> well, so I remember a long time later where I was living in Brighton and nobody was misgendering me because I have a beard for one, I have a, a lowish voice. I've, I've got a lowish voice. Yeah, low I've got a lowish voice. Me completely trying to, to make it lower. The <laughs> yeah, and I remember going back kind of recently. I went back maybe like late last year. And I went to visit my auntie, who is, you know, relatively, you know, she's a really cool person, but relatively unaware of trans topics and, you know, hardships. And I was like, oh, did you get that message? And she went and looked at her phone and I saw it said my old name and she hadn't bothered to change it. And I was like, oh, is it because, you know, you're over 16, you're technologically inept and you don't know how to change the contact? Oh, but then I'm like, you can use an iPhone, you can do it. Like a four-year-old can use an iPhone. So yeah. I feel like maybe you should be able to do that. And she'd never changed it. And I think, you know, it's just these little things where they're like half accepting you. They're like, I accept you. You can come round and I'll cook you dinner and I love you. But am I really sort of seeing you as who you want to be seen as? You know? But yeah. for me, I mean, I'm not close to my family. So it, it I just it took that on the chin. But I don't think... I mean... It's like you forever coming out, do I have to yeah. say? You know? I mean, I don't think that families and fr- like people that love you, I don't think that they have comprehension of how much it hurts. And they, yeah. they, they don't have... Like, even if you've not been through things, like say something like, I don't know, say someone had malaria or something like that, or someone stubbed their toe. Like, if you see someone that stubbed their toe, you've got a point of reference, you've stubbed your toe, you know how that feels, you can have empathy for them. Yeah. Something like malaria, you might not have ever had. Like, and I'm not for a second comparing this as a disease or anything like that. (laughs) I can like hear it in my head. (laughs) Like you, might you not, fucking what? You, you saying that I've got malaria? <laughs> that's, that's me trying to be Stop it. Yeah. like a chavvy tra- transgender troll on Twitter. <laughs> chavvy <Sorry>. transgender troll. <laughs> that's my new um, handle that's on Twitter. Be, <laughs> Checking me out, chavvy transgender troll. Yeah, and you should just like be bright orange. Yeah, with like that massive hair. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah. No, so like, but like something, something like malaria, just as an example, you might not have ever had it, but you understand how shit that is for some. Someone, yeah. or even like something like being in loads of debt or whatever like you might not have ever been in debt but you can kind of understand you can empathize that, that would be yeah like with being trans i think uh, like 
a lot of people don't understand it. It's so multifaceted, all the different kind of points of distress that you feel, like from being misgendered to like you going to the bathroom to like to having to go to all these medical appointments and whatever yeah. else. And it's like because there's not been that much transgender stuff on TV or out there in the media or whatever, people don't necessarily understand what it's all about. So then therefore they don't empathise and they can be kind of clumsy in their talking to you and then that can further hurt you and whatever else. And yep. So I think if people knew more, which is kind of part of why we're doing this, right, then she would change, she would change your name in her phone. Yeah, do you know what? I don't even think I said anything. I think I noticed that it said... Well, you don't always want to be um, the guy that's breaking up the conversation and yeah. you don't want to be thought of as this difficult guy. But yeah. Like, um, yeah, it is hard as well because it's like that sort of... When you're... Say you're coming out... You've, you're out, and but you haven't maybe... You don't want to physically transition or you haven't had the chance yet. You don't have the funds. You're still on a waiting list. And so you're still being misgendered. It is like coming out is a constant thing yeah you know you could be at a business uh like do and and you're in a conversation with people you and somebody says oh her or you know instead of him and and you just want to be like that's not right because i just want to be validated but i also just want to carry on the flow of this conversation and not make it about me in a group yeah so it's just like a minefield <laughs> to try and <laughs> Uh, negotiate yeah to navigate how to come out constantly because you have to like I come out I came out at pride the other day um because I was wait this there was loads of girls waiting for the male cubicles because the girls was just so full um that they started waiting for the men's cubicle yeah and I was like well do you know what whatever just do what you gotta do like you know yeah. like and then and then, but they were going, are you, are you pissing or shitting to me? And I was like, I'm going to go for a piss. And they're like, why don't you use the urinal then? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, mate, like, do you know this whole party thing that's going on? This whole pride thing. Yeah, for, um, it's yeah. exactly this situation. Like, this is so, my party and yeah. this is my and town. So, <laughs> and I can use whatever I want. Yeah, so I said to this girl, I was like, I'm, I'm trans, so I'm going to use the cubicle because I want to. Do you have any more questions for me apart from, <laughs> like... What am I going to do in the toilet? Yeah. What part of the toilet am I using? Or should I be using? Do you want <laughs> any more personal? Yeah. Like, yeah. Mate. How many times I'm going to flush? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many bits of toilet roll are you going to use? Yeah. Wash your hat anyway. So your your dad was cool. My dad your was cool. Your sister was cool. My sister your was cool. Your wider family. We're cool-ish. I don't talk to them enough nothing, mate, to nothing. care. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I do love you, Auntie. Um... I'm gonna can't use... remember her name. <laughs> no, I was gonna use like a witness protection name. Oh yeah, okay. Auntie uh, Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, Auntie Gert, love you. Auntie Gert. Peace. Um, What's this? <laughs> it's a Leeds gang sign that I'm part of apparently. So wait, so wait. Your family are fine. All your friends are fine. Have you ever had any shit when coming out? Um, I think I've had a lot said about me, but not to me. I could feel mm. it. Um. Just in things. I've had little things. I think people just don't get it. I remember sending a screenshot of a picture of a girl that I saw on Tinder to my group chat in Leeds. And um, and then I went to hang out with these friends in Leeds that I don't really see all too often. And I remember one of my 
friends saying to me, oh, I didn't know so-and-so was a lesbian because she was on your Tinder. I was like, she's not a lesbian. So she just assumed that she must have, you know what I mean? It's sort of like invalidating at a point of I don't, don't not even comprehension. What? I don't understand. So I had, so when you're on Tinder, you put your preference, male, female. Yeah. I, put, I put myself as male yeah. on Tinder. So oh, I come across this girl. Right. I sent so, a picture of her. Comprehending that you are a man was like, this girl's into you, so she must be a lesbian. Yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't even right. know she was a lesbian. Because, you know what I mean? But like, I was like, oh, no, I, I, I put mine as male. And she was like, oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like she's trying to be an asshole. No, she just didn't. Yeah, you, yeah. Do, you get various degrees. Like you, so you have like people that just genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, and want to find out. And then you get the, uh, the others. Call them the others. The others. Um, but yeah, I, I think, is that everything about coming out, I guess? I mean, it's never everything, but it's all we've got time for today, guys. Episode, so, <laughs> so what do we need to say at the end? Um, what's them things they do on BBC? If anything from today's programme has affected you, then please go to... <laughs> <laughs> please go to uh, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but cool, if, uh, there's going to be links in the bio for the Agora... Where life begins. I think we're changing that jingle every time. I think that that's you know. When we land on one, we'll we'll get it we'll get it recorded and get it get it sold to them. Um, but yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, like us on Facebook. You know, message us if you have any other questions or yeah. anything that we missed. Really. Yeah. Else we're say? also going to provide links on uh, sort of. Yeah, like places where you can. Get if you need to talk to someone advice. <laughs> professional advice from yeah. people that know not us that definitely don't and are just randomly chatting yeah. our opinions and bad which jokes. is basically every podcast ever yeah <laughs> but this is our one so yeah take it or leave it <laughs> I think that's it I think that's everything we've got to say peace see you on the flip side behave motherfuckers behave yourself <laughs> and if you can't behave yourself then be yourself so he proud. loves that. I'm so proud of that. I'm so very proud. <laughs> Over and out.